spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thank you for having me. Those years went by pretty quickly, didn't they? A sixth grader one yes. day and a school superintendent the next. Definitely. It does seem like just yesterday. All right. You don't get to pick what happens when you become the superintendent of the Clark County School District. A lot of times you find yourself reacting to things that happened. One of the things that obviously happened, a pandemic has impacted schools here, there, and everywhere over the course of the past year. Let's start with today, and then we'll go back and talk about what's happened over the last year and a half. Let's start with today. Are we still in our two high schools, three high schools, still in virtual instruction mode? When do we plan to get those kids back in classrooms, or do we have a date at this point? Um, No, they are back in classrooms. They were only virtual for four days. We were out um, for the Labor Day holiday on Friday prior to Labor Day and then the Monday of Labor Day. And so we went ahead with our high schools and extended that time out uh, through that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so those kids are now back in school. They came back on yesterday. So we just um, kind of aligned it with the CDC recommendation of the benefits of a 10-day pause to help with mitigation. And since we were out, including those weekends, then adding those four days last week gave us 10 days out of the building. But um, so technically they were only on virtual for four days. All right. Uh, let me ask a question. I don't know that I actually know the answer to this. Perhaps I should, uh, and you can certainly give me the answer to this. Whose decision is this? Is this something the school boards decides, or, or is this something that you as superintendent decides? Okay, we're going to be virtual. We're going to send the kids back. Who makes those calls? So ultimately, I would say it's my decision, but I never make that decision in isolation. We have a COVID response team that meets at the district level generally three times a week, usually every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we look at data. We have a dashboard that gives us close to real-time data, and that dashboard is also available to um, our families. But we monitor um, cases right now. Well, we monitor all of our cases daily. But when we get close to a 5% threshold or if we notice significant change in any of our buildings, then we have a conversation. We talk to that school administrator. So we never make those decisions absent feedback from the school leaders about the impact of the decision and, um, you know, whether they feel that that's in the best interest of their building. And, you know, sometimes school leaders will reach out to us because they're noticing trends and we'll determine if we can support them um, with them staying in the school setting or if we need to look at some type of pause. Right, uh, Dr. Zanona Thomas with a superintendent of the Clark County School District. People will do this. I have done this over the course of the past year. Most of last year, most of the schools in Clark County in virtual instruction mode. Uh, all of the schools in Oconee County from day one to the last day of the school year 
in-classroom instruction for almost all of the students there with no major problems, no massive difference in coronavirus numbers in the two school districts when adjusted as a percentage of the school population. What do you say to those, uh, and me included, who would compare the outcomes of the two school districts? How did they handle it in a way that was different from the way you folks chose to handle it in the Clark County School District? Well, we actually meet um, regularly and talk sometimes daily with other the superintendents in our RESA area. And you are right. Um, Clark County chose a, a path that was very different than many of our sister counties. And sometimes you just have to take into consideration the, the demographics of your county and the related needs that come with that. And um also just being responsive to community and community feedback. And, you know, it's interesting that we can be so close right next door to other counties, but our communities are drastically different in a lot of areas. And um, so we continue to follow the recommendations of our health leaders within Clark County School District and then their consultation with CDC, DPH, and other entities. So, um, you know, you're right. It, it, it was very different, and it still is. You know, mass requirements mm-hmm. are different for us than for neighboring counties, and um, that is some of what we've heard, you know, is that overall the numbers aren't different. Um, but we could say that our numbers aren't different because we've made those changes, and, you know, we could be higher um, as a result of our community if we hadn't instituted some of the changes. And And it's unfortunately one of those things, you know, you never really know what would have happened. Dr. Zanona Thomas with us. Uh, The other issue, of course, as relates to coronavirus, the ongoing conversations about vaccinations. Uh, What is the status, as best as can be determined, I don't know how you track this, maybe there's a way, Uh, what is the percentage, as best you can tell, of of faculty and staff in the Clark County School District who've been vaccinated, uh, and, and what do you say to those who may not have chosen to be vaccinated? So we did a vaccine drive that started in March and um, went into April. And then we've had some other vaccination drives in collaboration with community organizations uh, for our students and our staff. But we, the initial one was done for staff, and then we came back and did a student one. And at that time, we were close to about 60, a little over 60% of our faculty and staff being vaccinated. That um, being the numbers that took advantage of doing it with us. So it's still difficult to assess how many, uh, you know, received it from private entities and, you know, um, those who because of age or health concerns did it earlier on with phase one. Now, what we are doing now is we are offering an employee vaccine incentive of $500 for to encourage our CCSD employees to um, receive the vaccine and to, to thank those who already have. So anyone who already has the vaccine or who chooses to get the vaccine, and I think that deadline may be uh, December 1, I believe, to have completed your second shot, then they will receive a $500 incentive because there are benefits to us. You know, you you don't have to quarantine. Um, 
you know, when you've had the vaccine and, and we have a loss of instructional time and just the overall health for our staff and our students is something we're considering. So that's um, a new a recommendation that was approved by the board. A couple of minutes left, Dr. Zanona Thomas, the superintendent of the Clark County School District. There was a report yesterday, I think it was, I forget now which county, I think it was DeKalb County. Uh, there are other counties in Metro Atlanta that are dealing with school bus driver shortages specifically. Other shortages as well, substitute teachers, lunchroom workers, the rest of it. But I know that every year it seems like there's a call for school bus drivers. Have you had any issues there in the Clark County School District to this point? Yes, definitely. Um, like other districts, we have a shortage of in our transportation department. You know, those workers are on the front line and have been since the beginning of the pandemic with food deliveries. And um, so that is a group that we are greatly appreciative of. And we're working diligently to see what we can do to continue to continue to support that employee group and as you said not just our transportation workers but also our custodians and our nutrition workers um you know they are a group that have really been there even when other employee groups were able to work virtually many of them were on the front lines ensuring that we had food to deliver to our students the drivers were delivering the food to our students the custodians were making sure the buildings were clean and so um, that is something that we are looking to see what we can do. We did give uh, a twelfth, $1,250 retention bonus last year to those who worked um, you know, during the pandemic, and we're doing two $1,000 um, payments this year for those who have been with us as a thank you. So we'll do one in December and then the second one in late April or May. And so um, we hope that that will help um, in terms of bus driver retention, but we recognize that it's probably not enough. Mm -hmm. And so we are working, meeting with our transportation workers and seeing what else we can do to support them. All right, running longer, but I did want to ask one quick question in closing here, uh, Dr. Mm Zadona Thomas. The West Broad Street property, uh, again, the school board with a delay on on, on demolition. Uh, When do we think we're going to have a final decision on that? We are having another meeting today. We meet with our um, community oversight uh, group today, and then we're having another district-level meeting today to discuss um, options and possibilities and next steps and um, hopefully in the next two weeks or so we can have a recommendation because what I don't want to have happen is for us to lose the grant that we have obtained from early head start because that directly impacts students and the importance of early learning and our work as a school district is critical and so my goal is to be able to get some action taken that um that meets the needs and and wishes of 
all groups so that we can move forward with our grant. Got to leave it there. Dr. Zanona Thomas, uh, Superintendent Clark County School District. Thanks so much for your time this morning. All right. Thank you. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.